0: Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Jamis.
1: All right, welcome to another edition of the Carveline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service. His name is Paul. And we wait for it now, a Jameis. How's it going, Paul?
0: It's going great, Jack. I've enjoyed the ability. I've spent some time. We've done a little bit of traveling now as we're starting to be able to get around. And as the podcast has come up in a few occurrences and a few conversations, and that has been somebody asked about it. I was at a softball tournament and somebody asked about it. Paula Jameis, yeah. Paula. Yeah, well, Paula. Yep. You're the ugliest Paula I know. That's, that's what I keep telling people. Yeah, so, I mean. I'll wear
1: that badge proudly. So I think also it's time to tell everybody, I did it again. I, uh, I changed jobs <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, to keep it short and really not that important, uh, I am a product line manager now for Carboline. So I am responsible for a lot of our uh, zinc epoxy urethanes. We are having Bill Sewell on today and we're going to talk about phenalkamine epoxies and the advantages that they bring and uh, a little bit of the science behind them. So here's our interview with Bill and we'll go from there. Joining us this week on the Carbilline Tech Service Podcast is William Sewell. He's been around for a while. You guys might even know him as Billum. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Doing well, man. How are
2: you? How are you?
1: Doing good. We got another issue of the Carbilline Tech Service Podcast here. And every time we have you on over the next couple months, we want to talk a little bit about some of the different generic types and get
0: a little science-y. You okay with that?
1: That's fine. That'll work. work. Hopefully I'll put you better to sleep.
2: But yeah, we can talk about that
0: let your inner nerd show out a little bit
2: man I almost brought a chalkboard behind me you know just <laughs> that might be a little much so I'm uh, today.
1: When we've had you on before, we, we did do a generic type talk where we briefly talked about all the different generic types of epoxies and we like flew through them. So today I want to take a little bit of time and talk specifically about one of them, and that's the phenalkamine epoxies. These are very popular in the marine industry specifically, but let's talk a little bit about what the phenalkamines actually are, Bill.
2: Yeah, sure. So, whenever you talk about phenalkamines, notice the word amine is embedded in there. So, when we talk about a phenalkamine epoxy, keep in mind that we're specifically discussing the hardener side. Uh, those of you that know anything about epoxies at all know the hardener is usually some form of amine. Phenalkamine is a specific type of amine. We won't go too far into what actually defines a phenalkamine, but just know that we have some kind of aromatic ring attached to the amine nitrogen. What makes an amine an amine is that nitrogen. And when we put an aromatic ring on it, that's a phenalkamine, And that's the kind of curing agent we talk about when we're talking about phenalkamine epoxy.
1: Man, that was a whole lot like the adults talking on uh, Charlie Brown's. Why, 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 why? Paul, you want to help me out a little bit? Nobody listens to this podcast. Anymore. <laughs> just
0: <leave it> <laughs> so to kind of simplify a little bit, what Bill was just telling us is there's two parts to the phenalkamine resin. There's a ring part and there's a chain part. And Part of it gives you chemical resistance. Part of it gives you moisture resistance. One of the unique things that I've always thought made phenolchamine stand out in and of themselves is in a lot of cases, maybe most, they're made from cashew nut oils. So they're a very eco-friendly resin process and they fall into a lot of, you know, they're, they're on a lot of pre-approved lists automatically, that resin is, from food exposure and potable water listings. So they're on a lot of lists. So they're a great starting point when you're looking at something that's going to be used in water tanks or, you know, FDA exposures, those kinds of things. So it's a great place to start with such a natural occurring resin.
2: You know, whenever I think about phenalkamines, four or so properties come to mind. Number one is they're fast. Number two, they have moisture tolerance. Number three, they have pretty good chemical resistance. Not outstanding, not as good as some of the other amine types, but pretty good. And number four, perhaps the most interesting, and I can't fully explain why, to be honest with you, they have great blush resistance. They very, very rarely blush. I don't want to say never, but Paul and Jack, you guys can confirm uh, instances of phenalkamine blushing, very, very rare.
1: Right, I think that's because of its moisture tolerance. It definitely helps. We know moisture has so much to do with the blush and these products typically do so well with moisture that a lot of the times with phenolchemines you can apply over sweaty pipe, over damp substrates because they handle the moisture so well. So let's talk a little bit about what you said there with the four different attributes and kind of talk about each one. Speed to cure. That's a very big one. And that's, I think, why we see these products used a lot outside of the marine industry.
2: Yeah, they're very, very fast. When you want to compare them to most polyamide and cycloaliphatic amine epoxies, just in general terms, they are faster. That makes them very useful for two things. And one, you can be faster in regular, n- normal temperature conditions, 75 degrees F, you're faster than you would have been with like a polyamide, generally speaking. But number two, whenever you're in cold conditions, where some of these epoxies would probably have cures on the order of weeks, the phenalkamines can get it done in days or even hours with some of the really fast ones. And that makes them hugely advantageous for some of the colder areas that are nowhere near a marine yard, but you know, maybe in the Midwest in December, some of these phenalkamines curing down to 20 degrees F, or even lower in some instances. A very, very useful property.
0: It really is. And, and a lot of that is shown when you do straight resin testing. A lot of the times they're even classifying these as unaffected by temperature. And in that broad category, they just mean they will always cure. They'll never be inhibited from the cure process. So usually we talk about things slowing as the temperature gets colder, it never comes to a full stop, but it may get infinitely slow to a point that it's not worth even trying to measure it. Where the phenalkamine reaction will still continue on at a measurable rate, and that's really what what you look for when you're trying to get these cold temperature and cold weather uh, coatings done.
2: That phenalkamine really, really wants to react with that epoxy resin. It's very energetically favorable. You know, all chemical reactions are affected by temperature to some degree, but less so in this case because that that reaction is so energetically favorable that it'll happen under almost any condition.
1: So then when we look at some of the other attributes, you talked about the moisture tolerance. So let's get into that and talk about how moisture really doesn't affect the cure of the phenalkamine epoxies.
2: Yeah, it, it, it really doesn't to any large extent. This is incredibly useful. I think you or Paul, I can't remember which, mentioned sweating pipe. Very common condition in industry. Good luck getting an operator to shut down a, an actively sweating pipe that's in service. It's just not gonna happen. But these things still need to be painted. Phenalchamine epoxies really, really show their usefulness in that scenario, especially the Phenalchamine mastic epoxies, the ones that have a lot of surface tolerance and the moisture tolerance of the Phenalchamine. Those products are pretty much tailor-made for sweating pipe. And and very few other things will actually do that. There are some other products, but it's sort of getting lucky when it works. But the Phenalchamine mastic epoxies are absolutely perfect for that. They work surprisingly well. They can tolerate more sweat than you would actually think. It still surprises me in many cases that it actually works. It doesn't look like it's going to work and then it does.
1: Yeah, we actually have a product in our line and, and a lot of people do. It's called, I, I jokingly call it the low tide epoxy because you can paint, it's a phenalkamine based. Uh, you can paint pillars, piers, things like that at low tide. And then when it comes back around you, um, uh, the tide comes back up, it, it can handle it and doesn't have any problems curing.
2: Some of these even cure an immersion. Yeah, that's a great point. Another practice we would typically recommend but if you find yourself in that scenario like oh man we just painted tide's going to be over in the next six hours Uh, some of our products of course call and ask us as always but some of them will tolerate that surprisingly well
1: all right guys i want to talk to you about phenoline tank shield this lining is designed for the internals of tanks valves and pipes it is good in a wide range of chemical commodities it's good for potable water it's good for fuels oils All of those services, it is incredibly great for. You get plural component performance out of a single egg product that's huge and it doesn't have any solvent in it. So that's the Phenoline
0: Tank Shield, guys. You definitely need to check it out. All right. So then let's get into the next part. We talked a little bit, or you mentioned the chemical resistance and the moisture resistance, kind of differentiating between the two because we know phenalkamines have okay chemical resistance. They're not normally our first choice for what we go to for chemical resistance, especially when we're looking at tank linings or something like that, but they are fantastic with water. You want to speak a little bit about that with us, Bill?
2: Yeah, Yeah. So, I mean, they have great barrier properties like all epoxies do. And it just so turns out that That barrier protection they offer is sufficient for lower aggressiveness exposures, water, brine, some dilute solutions, chemicals that are not particularly acidic or caustic. With phenalkamines, we're never going to put it in concentrated hydrochloric acid or like concentrated caustics, things like that. But the more dilute solutions that don't have extreme pHs, they're maybe salty, briny, maybe other kinds of salt that are not necessarily sodium chloride. They work right for that. And as you know, Paul, we have a lot of, or several phenalkamines that we offer that can go in potable water that are rated for potable water. So they at least have a small enough amount of leaching to be suitable for potable water as well.
1: So, and when we talk about those three different factors, it's also, like I said earlier, kind of natural to see why these products do so well with blush. You know, blush is usually a reaction between cold temperatures, moisture, and the coating. And we just said phenalchemines are good with cold temperature, moisture. So let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So it's hard to to point exactly to why, but that definitely has something to do with it, Jack. I don't want to lie and say I know the exact mechanism. I don't, I'm sure there's some guy out there even nerdier than me figured that out and written a paper
1: somewhere. <laughs> Charles yeah, just, Munger. But you Yeah, know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Joke's on him though. Nobody's going to read that
2: paper. So uh he wasted his time. Anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> we, 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 know, we know empirically, yeah, it, 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 this, hey, this podcast is so important. We challenge Munger right here on this podcast.
1: But, um, That's uh, Bill Sewell, ladies and gentlemen. Send all hate mail to Bill at Carbline, 2150 come get, shoots. Come get me, Charlie. <laughs> come get me. Um,
2: yeah, but as far as the blush resistance goes, those of you that don't know, um, that maybe haven't heard prior episodes of the podcast where they talk about blush, um, Blush is when an epoxy cures, you get this sort of weird, oily film that forms on the surface. This can be highly inconvenient because it looks ugly. And in certain services, you really don't want to get that blush in the commodity. Maybe we're talking about a lining service or something like that. Blush can usually be removed, but it's fairly labor-intensive to get rid of. Phenalchameans are great because they very, very, very rarely blush. And that's just one less concern you have to deal with, especially if you're going to top coat you would have had to have removed that blush to apply a top coat with a phenalchemy, not an issue.
0: Absolutely. So I guess that kind of that wrapped it all right back to the beginning. It makes it a fantastic primer and intermediate coat, specifically because, you know, it's moisture resistance, low temperature, fast cure, resistance to blush. It makes it a great primer and intermediate coat. And then its water properties and its resistance to water solutions make it a fantastic top coat. It really is a, a great epoxy coating for a lot of services. It's just one that you want to keep. You want to keep it in your back pocket. It's got its place in the market. It's got other places where it doesn't do so well. We would never put it, like Bill said, in tank linings with concentrated acids or caustics. But when we're talking about water solutions, it's a fantastic option. And that's why you see so much of it out there on specifications.
1: Uh, Phenalkamines are also great maintenance and repair uh, products as well, because of that quick return to service. You know, they cure so fast. And that's usually when you're doing a primer in a uh, maintenance and repair situation, you're usually doing small spots. So as a painter, you don't want to wait around all day to be able to put your top coat on. So phenalkamines will help you with that. They'll help you with any kind of shot throughput. They really do have a lot of the better features of the epoxies. When you look at the epoxies, really one of the main reasons you would go away from a phenalkamine is if you were looking for better chemical res- resistance.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I think constructability is the buzzword that we, we, we need to describe. You know, it's, uh, it's easy to do, not terribly condition dependent. It's fast, low labor cost. when you talk about wash and things like that, um, they're really highly, highly constructible.
1: They're also relatively inexpensive as well. They're not necessarily the cheapest technology, but they're not the most expensive by any means any in any way. So they're they're really great for primers and intermediate coats, like Paul said, and uh, maintenance and repair. So, Bill, thank you very much for coming on and talking to us about the science of the phenalkamine and epoxies.
2: Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Next time, I guess, bring me back and we'll bore people to death with another resin type, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, and I told Paul, and maybe I'll do this by the next time that uh, that I think you need a theme song, and and I hear Rawhide, but at the end of Rawhide, it's Billum.
2: Man, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I don't know, man. I'm gonna need to be a little more masculine to live up to that song, man. Those are big. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, for Paul, for Billum, and for myself, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate
2: it. Have a good one. And
0: Until- so. For the CarbonLine Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul.
1: And I'm Jack. Thanks, thanks. And we'd, we'd
0: like, like to thank you for your support. Your support.